Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special resource edition of the This Is Family podcast. I'm Ben Houck, Family Ministries Director here at Calvary. Our marriage seminar this year was absolutely incredible. It was an event blessed by God, and we've already heard many testimonies of strengthened marriages as a result. We really had such a wonderful time learning, laughing, and loving during this incredible two-day seminar. And we want to share in this general session, our main speakers, Reverend Brent and Sister Datha Brosom, share some insights on keeping your marriage first with the topic, My Priority, My Marriage. Here now is the 2023 Calvary Marriage Seminar on this resource edition of This Is Family. to be here. This is where I grew up, and it's a fabulous place. Actually, it all, it all started about right here, maybe a little farther up. We said, I do. Oh, <laughs> it all started right here. So I know, isn't that awesome? So I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful that the Lord has blessed us. He's blessed us, and he's kept us. And it's not by might, nor by power, my own, but it was by his spirit. So my desire today is just just to, um, not because I'm super wise, just to help somebody because we've been there and done that for a while. So I'm thankful to be here, and I'm excited about you guys being here. And I can't wait to see new people. And of course, I've got lots of friends and family. So thank you for the opportunity. We are so honored, so honored. And I want to say uh, we are so excited to be here as well, and we've already met some folks that we uh, haven't seen for a while. I want to give honor to your uh, pastor and pastor's wife, brother and sister Carson, just tremendous leaders doing a great job. It's an honor to have an invitation to come to Calvary Tabernacle. Also, Brother Hauk and the leadership team, does this look awesome or what? I need all the help that I can get to make us uh, look good, so it, it looks good. So we're here to talk about marriage for a lifetime. We talked a little bit about the theme, and uh, Brother Hauk asked me, what are you, what are you leaning towards? And um, we, I, I want to, I don't want to enter into a marriage seminar just trying to fix a few problems for now. We're in this for the long haul. So, and I know that there's some, maybe um, some things in the past that we're working with, but we're working from today forward and we want it to be for a lifetime. Now, uh, I know that there are some that would say, and, and probably all of us could say this, that marriage is hard. You have to work at it. Well, I thought I'd get more than one amen about that. It's been, it's been just a, it's been a few years ago. We were in Indianapolis and we were up at Keystone Crossing and uh, we were walking down uh, just the, the hallway there. Uh, and when we come across, they had this little, it wasn't a kiosk, but it was kind of a, a, a place for whoever got tired of shopping while somebody else was shopping, they could sit. Looked like about mm, three or four winged back chairs and there was this uh, ottoman, this tufted ottoman right in the middle of the, of the wingback chairs. 
And as we were walking through the mall, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. We were just talking. And uh, as I was walking through, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. I just kicked the ottoman as I was going through. And only to realize this is not a tufted ottoman. Uh, it was made out of concrete. <laughs> Things are not always as they appear. So we, we, we think about marriage and we get in and uh, we don't realize how much work it might take. So if we're going to build for a lifetime, then it's worth, it's worth every effort that we put into it. I, I, first of all, this is our first session is my priority, my marriage. It's my number one priority. We've got to make our marriages number one priority. There's a book, uh, it's written by uh, Greg McNowan, and he, he writes in this book that the word priority, it was from the English language about out, of the, about out of the 1400s, and actually it was a singular word. It was not a plural word. We use it uh, readily today as uh, we talk about uh, priorities, but it really didn't enter the English language until the 1900s in plural terms. Because up until that time, it, it was just a single word. Because you can only have one priority. One and one only. Now we have our first priority and second priority and third priority. And the list goes on and on. But actually, we only have one, one priority. He said, well, what about our relationship with the Lord? Well, our, our, our marriages are spiritual. So when we are, when we put the Lord first, we are putting our marriages first right. to the place, and I'll, we'll talk more about this in just a moment, to the place that if things are struggling in marriage, the first place we have to look is, am I spiritual? Am I putting the Lord first? Because the way that God designed it, uh, th think about this. I, I love this scripture in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verses 24 and 25. He said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now that's spiritual. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Now that's a pretty good start. This is going to be a great marriage retreat, I can tell right now. So here, here is, now think about this for a moment. Here is a perfect man and a perfect woman in a perfect world. What could go wrong? I mean, this is a perfect environment. How many of you grew up in a perfect environment? That's what I thought. And here's what we spend a lot of time doing. We, have, we spend a lot of time thinking that if I had their circumstances or if I was in that situation or if I had a, a better job or if we lived there or if I, we can go down that list forever. But I want to tell you this. In a perfect situation, the only way that it works is the Bible says that they were put in that perfect place, the Garden of Eden, to work it and to tend it. If you don't work, and marriage, I just want to tell you, marriage is perfect. God did not design an imperfect relationship. He designed perfect marriage 
So what makes it hard and difficult is we ain't perfect. So, so here's, do yourself an, uh, an advantage and be spiritual and bring that into your marriage. I can't tell you how many times most of the difficulties that I've come across uh, in life were uh, issues that could be solved if both people were serving God and spiritual because marriage is spiritual. Think about this for a moment. The Bible says that they were uh, naked and unashamed. That word unashamed, it, it, here's what it means. It means uh, it has a connotation of discord and discontent. And he, it, it, it has, their marriage did not have discord. And it wasn't discontented. It was perfect. And then the serpent comes because this is a spiritual relationship and he, he throws a monkey wrench into it. And then the next thing you have is blame. Isn't this where, where uh, marriage relationships go when problems arise? It's your fault. And now all of a sudden there's some uh, discontentment and some discouragement. And, and then here we go. It takes a lot of work. Why don't you turn to your spouse and say, I'm willing to work at it. So first thing is it's going to take a lot of work. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. Now there weren't any, there's no breaks. But when you look at Ephesians chapter 5. Now I'm watching you as some of you are looking at it. At one another. And uh, it's like, I, I, it looks like this. I, I'm going to try. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm getting from some of you. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Hey, we're going to work at it. That's all we do. In Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6, uh, he, he gives some advice to wives and then husbands and then children. And so when I think of Ephesians chapter 5, I'm thinking of uh, this is a family chapter. He, he says in chapter uh, 5, he says in verse 22, wives, submit yourselves, therefore, unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. So, so then it talks about husbands. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. Then he speaks to children in chapter 6 and verse 1. So He's talking about the family. He's talking about, and everything, everything revolves around the marriage. And then when I, when I think of chapter six, I'm thinking of the spiritual warfare chapter where he, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness. Isn't it amazing that he spends all this time talking about families and then he says, right now, I don't think this is disconnected. I think he wants you to know, get ready. Marriage is spiritual, and you're going to have to put up a fight if you're going to have a marriage. You've got to be willing to give it your first priority. I'm willing to fight for my marriage. I'm willing to do whatever it takes so I can have a good marriage. Somebody say amen. Anybody feel that way about it? 
when we talk about, uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, going to college or doing, uh, getting grades or whatever, or, or moving up on the corporate level or in our jobs, and we'll often say statements like this, I'll do whatever it takes. When it comes to marriage, we have to come down to this, I'll do whatever it takes. I am putting my marriage first. Somebody say amen. amen. So here's, here's the first thing when it comes to uh, putting our marriage first is prove the priority of your marriage in real ways. Everybody say prove. Prove the priority of your marriage in real ways. Here's a couple of ways that we uh, prove uh, the priority of our marriage. First of all is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Now, uh, when, we, when we sacrifice, here's two aspects of sacrifice that are extremely important. It's, um, it's energy and attitude. We've all been to the, uh, to the restaurant. Have you ever left a restaurant and said, oh, that waiter did a great job? Have you ever been to a restaurant and said, they didn't do so hot? And left uh, disappointed and could tell their heart was not in this. And they did exactly the same thing. They brought water to the table. They, they, they waited on us. They brought things that we asked for. The difference was attitude and energy. They're doing exactly the same thing. I've seen some marriages that would, it seems like they're doing the, exactly the same thing. It's just that their attitude and energy are not quite the same. Well, we are in the ultimate service industry when it comes to marriage. We are a part of the service team. We are trying to outserve one another. What can I do for you? So when it comes to making your marriage a priority, number one is prove it in real ways. Attitude and energy. We, we prove it in real ways in time. The time that we spend, time makes it a high priority. You, you want to budget your time uh, like you do money. You don't, you don't spend rent money. You don't spend the mortgage payment on chocolates. Well, I would say most of us don't spend rent. <laughs> Can I get a witness on that? Uh, well, at least we didn't this month. <laughs> so you budget your time just like you would uh, your, your finances. We give our time to the highest priority in life. And so we budget it that way. Uh, when it comes to uh, time, there are some, uh, it just requires time. It requires time to communicate. In, in Chicago, this was about uh, mid-1800s, that it was a Vienna-Austrian uh, family during the Colombian uh, festival there in Chicago. They brought a family recipe to Chicago, and the Vienna hot dog was born. Everybody loved it, and so they had this. Uh, and, and from that, that's the home of the Vienna hot dog. 
No, I guess you got to be from Chicago to appreciate that. Just don't ask what they're made of. Okay. All right. So this factory has been in existence uh, from probably the late 1800s. And then in about 1982, it was just a cobbled up mess because they'd bought property around this city block. And so it was kind of difficult. So for all logistics sake, they moved to a new factory. When they moved to the new factory, they, they, uh, they didn't taste quite right. Everything, everything seemed to be, it was state-of-the-art equipment. Everything seemed to be the way that they wanted it to be, but they didn't taste right, and the color was off. Now, that would be enough to count me out. And so they're trying to figure out why in the world it's not tasting right and why the color's off. And finally, they're just sitting around one day and they realize, yeah, we brought that over, that process over. There was one missing piece and it was Irving. Irving was this guy that would transfer the Frankfurters from one area to the other. And because it was a long cobbled up mess, it took him about 30 minutes. But the other thing was Irving liked to talk. So all along the way, he's stopping to talk to his buddies before he gets the hot dogs where they should go. And so while they're thinking about it, they said, well, let's do this. Let's, let's have a cooling off period about the amount of time that Irving went from one destination to the other. And guess what? They looked right and they tasted right. You can't take the talk time out. It takes I know that that's only Chicago. You're not going to get that illustration at all. You got to be from Chicago to appreciate that. I get it. But you can't take the talk and it be right. It takes time. It takes time of investment. It takes time to be together. We've got a new hobby. Yes, we do. Well, since July, we started walking together and I thought it was just exercise. I've tried to get him to do them for years. <laughs> Stick to your notes, okay. I know. <laughs> so we started walking together and they just got longer. We, we, now we're up to like four miles or something. But I think what makes us want to do it more often, it's, got, it's gotten a, a place for us that we, we can talk. And we're just, we're focused and we're just talking and walking and not that we haven't done that, but it's just a very focused time for us. So that's our new habit. And it's been very productive and very awesome. So thank you, babe. And and when it comes to time, I I don't know if you're taking notes, but make a mental note or take some notes about this. Here's three, uh, when it comes to sacrifice and energy and effort, um, here's Three different aspects of taking time to talk. First of all, the first thing you need to do is take some proactive time. And proactive time, what I mean about this is uh, you need to schedule some time. This is when you just grow and vision and dream. It's the GPS of your marriage. My wife and I, we, um, we just were in the process of moving from one home to the other um, and there were some very specific things that we wanted. We've been looking for about three years or so. And so we would, we would sit down and uh, we'd dream about what's most beneficial for our family. 
what's most beneficial for our aging family. And we knew that we had to eliminate some things and gain some things. But this was over a process of time. We, we literally, we, and not just this, but over important decisions that we make together. Uh, we don't, we don't, uh, this was not a one person decision. How many know what I'm talking about? So, so it's proactive time. It's time where you literally set aside some time and we talk about vision and dream. This is not in my notes. Okay, you're just going to have to get used to this. This is just me. Okay, here we go. Is there any cleaning? Okay, all right. This was... This was early on. I'm talking about vision and ministry development. I come on, my brother. <laughs> we're talking about vision and ministry. We're we're early twenties, and uh, since Bible school, we talked about possibly building a church one day. And I think I even. Uh, talk to you about, this is what I want to do one day. So if this is not what you want to do, I want you to know this is my heart. How long is this session? Okay. And so as we would talk about this, we were evangelizing one day. We'd been evangelizing with two kids under two for about four years, uh, they were, she was just in kindergarten. He was born on the evangelistic field when we were evangelizing. So we had this opportunity to pastor a church. And uh, we're going to be able to take our wheels off of the, off of the motorhome. And I'm thinking, she's going to love this. She's going to love this. Uh, it, it's steady. It's solid. It's, it's stable. And so uh, I, I begin to talk to her about it. And the moment I did, tears. She just, she just, uh, she just broke down in tears. And she said, I don't think we can do that. I said, why not? I'm thinking she's going to love this because it's steady and secure. It's a paycheck. <laughs> she says, what are we going to do about our vision and burden about Chicago. So this is something that was a GPS of our own marriage. This was something that was birthed by us sharing dreams and vision, praying at the altar, bringing it before the Lord. So there's that, there's that part of it. It's a proactive. The second thing is, is personal time. And this, the proactive, it may, be, it may be two or three times a year where you just set aside a specific amount of time to talk about dreams and vision. I, listen, you're going to grow together or you're going to grow apart. We have to grow together. I want to know what her dream is, and I want her to know what mine is so our dreams grow together. Amen? Next is personal time, and I think that's where this walking comes in. We, have, we walk together for and it's 45 minutes to an hour a day. And it's just personal time. It's time where we, where we uh, check in and just how is your day? And we're talking about daily events. And I'll tell you what, what personal time will do. It will 
it will tamp down and, and press down all those things that start to build. Does anybody else here get, let, let small things kind of fester every now and then? Have you, gentlemen, have you ever walked into a room and without a word said, thought, bad day. I mean, you can just read the moment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Guys, you know, some things, and sometimes they're small things and they start to fester. Personal time every day helps stifle all that, that fester and frustration and so now we're able to just share and talk. And it's not weeks down the road right. where, we, where we are communicating. It's every single day. And then... Just the, walk and fight. <laughs> <laughs> but if it comes up, we can work it out right there in that personal time. It's good. It's a good thing. And it's never... It's, never, it never es it's not no. an escalation. We're, we're, we're working it out ongoing. Right. And then it's the... Uh, intimate conversation. It's the, it's the private intimate conversation about five or 10 minutes. It's where we're just uh, meeting in the kitchen and baby, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he it, does that. It's For real. It's, it's just that, it's that intimate conversation, that personal conversation. It's reassuring. Right. It's security. All three of those need to be a part of your marriage. All three of those need to be. Uh, take some time. Now, uh, maybe our families are totally different. Do you remember meeting my family for the first time? I sure do. <laughs> and they're, you're still with me. And you're, precious, when, hey, listen, when somebody starts the conversation, oh, they're precious. <laughs> 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 most of the time here's the difference my family which most a lot of you know they're just you know serene they, they work toward peace and I remember being at the table with your mom with your mama and she's precious she's Italian and she thinks you should have an opinion about everything well I just didn't I didn't have an opinion she'd say no what do you think I don't know. I don't have an opinion about that. That was the difference. So it kind of escalated. Not because it was we were all mad, but I ended up having to become a little opinionated over the years if I was going to survive. But she thought we spent family time at the table fighting all the time. We didn't fight. We just had opinions. Now, now at, at your family table, there was no fighting. We sang at the table. <laughs> I'm serious. Share it when with we us. Were a little no, kid. no, 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 no. Share, share it with okay, us. Okay, I'll share. When we were, when we were probably, I don't know, up till, till my brother said, "Do we have to do that? My friends are coming over." We would all hold hands. Thank you, Lord, for being so sweet. Thank you, Lord. For the good things to eat. Thank you, Lord, for the children that see. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Hey, we're having a food fight at my house by this time. Finally, my brother was like, please don't do that. My friends are coming. So, yeah, it was a little different. 
So it, it, it is. We're coming from different backgrounds. Now, maybe you've come from uh, a home where you never heard a parent say, I love you. Where, where the model is not, don't, don't, don't let that be a crutch. Learn how to say, I love you. Break the mold. Be the model for your kids. And so implement that, that form of communication inside your home. It can be different. Somebody said amen. So we, we prove our, our priority through sacrifice. It's, and before I move on, let me say this. is, And I think this is probably a... Uh, maybe a trap of earlier marriages. It's when, it's when we're so used to spending time with our friends that, that we haven't made that break quite yet. And so we spend every Saturday on the golf course or every Saturday at the basketball court or every Saturday. I saw that. I saw that out there. Uh, so we, it's where we um, are, are trying to make that separation into. And so what will you sacrifice? That's what sacrifice says. What will you sacrifice for me? When we make our marriages a priority, sacrifices involved, and we have to prove it in real ways. And we do it with a joyful attitude, not because we want to. I mean, not because we have to, because we want to. Right. Amen. Right. Sometimes it's because... <laughs> It's making those sacrifices. Yes. Let me now, just say, I think what it is also is when you get married, there's, you just have a jealousy when something takes the place. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking, well, it could be, but something takes the place of, of the attention that you want. It's just innate in you to be jealous. I think that's like the Lord. He's jealous for his children. So it's, it's not a jealousy that's, you know, you know what jealousy can look like. But it is truly, I just want your attention. And, and he wants mine. So what takes the place of that breeds jealousy. There's, I guess that's the right word to use. Would you say? It's a good jealousy. It's a good jealousy because you yearn for that. God is a, he's a, he's a jealous he's God. A jealous God. And he calls us his bride. Mm -hmm. And so... Right. I don't want anything which is going to lead us into the next point. I don't want anything to uh, compete. I've got to know that I'm number one in my relationship. And so in priority. So we, we, we also not, uh, it's not just time and energy, but it also, when we make priority, the number one, our marriage is the number one priority. It also protects for a lifetime. It protects for a lifetime. You know, throughout life, and I think we're finding this more as we, uh, we've been married 33 years. The, old, the older we've gotten, there's been little things. Little things can hijack your marriage. I, I was, I was uh, on my way to the church one morning. And when I was on my way, it was a, it, there was a school not too far from the church. And so it was just real busy. It's a pretty busy road. And I looked over to my right and running down the sidewalk is this little dog. And I knew this little dog, uh, it wasn't just running around, but this dog had gotten loose. And uh, I wouldn't have done it, but I just inherited my dad's dog, didn't want the dog, and guess who the dog likes? 
So, so I became a dog lover, and I see this dog running down the street, and so I decide I'm going to save this dog. So I pull up in the driveway. I get out, put it in park, just get out, and I'm running down the sidewalk, and I'm trying to get close to the dog. And the dog just turned around and sat down to face me. So I, I, I knelt down, here, little puppy, here, little puppy, tried to get closer, and I'd get just within about five feet of it. It'd get up, and it'd run down about another 15 yards. I did this about three times, and about the third time, I kneeled down, and I hear a little puppy, and that dog turned into teeth and tail, just like that. I mean, snarling, growling, and then I, I can't believe what happened next. He ran around me, ran down the sidewalk, jumped up in the seat of my truck, and sat down. So when I went back to the truck, I reached in to try to turn the car off and to get the dog out, and I about lost my hand. I mean, it was a chihuahua. <laughs> of all things, I was hijacked for about 45 minutes until we got animal control there, and no kidding, when the animal control guy got there, he walked up, what do we got here? He walked up and he saw, I said, oh, oh, I hate those dogs. I'd rather deal with a Doberman pincher. <laughs> <laughs> Went back and put leather gloves up to here. Now, little things can hijack your marriage. It's, and it's not always bad things. It's good things. It, uh, it's not always good and evil. It's those things that compete for time and energy until, until you can get 15 and 20 years down the road and it's, it's kids and jobs. It's good things. Kids and jobs and uh, just household, domestic, um, all kinds of stuff to the place that it's hijacked our marriage. And we don't even know it because we think that busyness and expended energy, it's still going well. I'm still working hard. I'm just not focused on the right thing. Listen, uh, family is not the hub, and marriage focuses around the family. Marriage is the hub, and the family focuses around marriage. That has always got to be the priority. So, so you have got to make this. Here's, I don't know that there's any more important thing that we could say tonight than this. Put your marriage first. You've got to be spiritual. You've got to be engaged. There's nothing more important. Your relationship with God is putting your marriage first. Put your marriage first. And it will solve. That's okay. I appreciate that. When you put your marriage first, you're doing yourself a favor. Because all of the, all of the, uh, the work in the, in the kids, it doesn't get easier. Listen, marriage... Uh, it's one of those things that we, uh, we're becoming empty nesters, and uh, I know it is crazy. Our, our kids are moving out, and they are got their own lives, and uh, I found myself, we have a, 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 in the kitchen, it's like a little bar area there, and I'm, I'm walking around this, it's about 63 or 64 times walking around this little bar area, because the house was quiet, and, and uh the kids are, here's what I do. I, I try to find a home. 
I found a home that was like, you know, big enough for three families. Hey, kids, guess what? Wouldn't this be cool? <laughs> they don't bite on that at all. They don't think that's a good idea at all. So, so my wife, she comes in and she says, what, what's wrong? I said, things are different around here. And she says to me, she says, I think we need to get a hobby. <laughs> we've got to learn how to spend time together again. That's what we've had to start doing. But it's because we've been... Oh, listen to this. I, okay. Now, here's, here's... How did this go? I thought it would be awesome. This was probably about, I don't know, 20 years ago. We're going to have a hobby. So I said... I set her all up, got everything she needed to go duck hunting with me. <laughs> I fell in the water. It was done. <laughs> She's one been year. one time, <laughs> and that was it of that. Yeah, I couldn't pull up that. I couldn't take up that one. So over the years, things start to pull. Things start to, listen, are we in this for a lifetime? Marriage is one of those few things that we celebrate rookies. You get about a year or two in, and then we start, oh yeah, honeymoon's over. Join the rest of us. <laughs> it was never designed to be like that. This is God's design. It's a perfect design. It's intended to get better and better and better. We just have to do the right things the right way. Somebody say amen. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. So as we, as we, as we grow, um, I, I know that there were some, I've talked to some, I think I talked to Brother Jordan, who's been married, was it 57 or 58? Hey, when, when you can forget and still having a good marriage, that's a good marriage right there. That's a good marriage. So we have, you know what, I commend that. 57, 58 years of marriage, or he forgot. It could be 102, I'm not quite sure. When you've been married more than 50 years and you're still showing up at a marriage retreat, hey, I'm in this for the long haul because there's one thing that's important and it's my marriage. Stand to your feet if you would. Before we go, for this particular session, I, I just, it reminded me, I have a little, we have a little lady in our church, her name is Sister Rio Seco, and she's from Cuba, and she was asking us what we were, we were going to be gone this week, and she said, uh, now Sister Deka, I know you're going to speak to marriages, and when that happens, you just know, you better put your boxing gloves on, because the devil's going to come after He's going to come after your marriage. So I just want to remind you, and Brother Carson, you hit on it. Thank you. When we were in the office a while ago, that when you come to places like this and with an intentional effort to work on things that maybe were weak or you're just trying to make stronger, you're going to leave and you might get in the worst argument ever tonight. <laughs> but that's okay. That means you're doing something right because the devil's going to fight you. So I just... I'm thankful that you're here tonight. That's all I wanted to say. Just be careful. Know what it's about. <laughs> Marriages of God. He designed it, and he designed it perfect. 
If it's imperfect, I probably need a little work on myself. Amen? Why don't you take your spouse by the hand, if you would. These next uh, several hours, today and tomorrow, uh, we're going to commit them to the Lord. We're going to put our marriages first. We're going to ask God to bless. Let's, uh, let's, let's ask the Lord to do something real special for us, not just for a weekend, yes, for a lifetime. Lord, I thank you right now for your goodness. Lord, we know that your ways are perfect. They're higher than our ways. And Lord, first of all, I want to commit my life. I commit my life to your ways, to being, to being the man or to being the woman that I need to be in you. And Lord, as I become closer to you, my marriage will also become stronger. It'll be full of grace and forgiveness because there's so much in marriage that's needed that I don't possess but Lord, when I become like you, I'm asking you to pull out of me and give me the gifts that I need so that I can uh, throw into my marriage those things. I'm asking that you'd bless every couple here today. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall upon them. Help them, Lord. We, we bring our marriages to an altar. We bring our marriages before you. And Lord, those things that we need to have fixed, Lord, fix them under the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray the name over them, Lord. Let Jesus' name lift, help, strengthen, and give us a special grace on families and marriages today. We give you honor and glory in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. amen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a few moments to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you don't already follow Calvary on social media, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform at Calvary Tab Indy. We hope you'll join us next month for another episode of This Is Family. For now, we say farewell, and we pray God's blessings on your family.